All right, it's good to see you here today at the chapel. All right, if you'll find a seat, we'll go ahead and begin this morning. Well, I tell you what, the, the worship was going well today. All right, I can tell the coffee is must be better today than usual because there's more people camping out back there by the coffee. Hey, hey, did you know that we're uh, all owners of a coffee shop? I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, Axiom Coffee just down the way is part of our church, if you're visiting and do not know that today. We, we are so excited about next Sunday morning, after our service, I'll be preaching, and, and just, if you didn't know, I haven't preached in four weeks, so, so you better, you, you might not sit on the front row, just, just telling you. You might want to sit back a couple rows, but uh, we're going to reflect back on the goodness of God. And, and let me just say, I don't know where all of you are right now in your walk with God, but if you're going through a season of depression or any kind of sadness or something, I just want to encourage you to be here early and expecting God to do something in your life. Because I know the Word of God tells me, and what I've practiced is when I go through kind of a dip Some of you guys are looking at me like you never go through that dip. But when I go through a dip, what the antidote is, is to remembering what God has done in my life. Now, I can't go there very long because I, I might just preach this morning and we have something of value to share. Uh, so next Sunday, after our service, after I speak on the goodness of God and reflecting back on the three years that we as a church have entered into the project of getting into our community in Axiom Coffee. So we'll, we'll speak on that, and then following the service, we're inviting everybody. There's not one person that we're not inviting you can walk, you can get in your car and drive, but it's about a thousand feet to the west of this building is Axiom Coffee. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to buy lunch because Axiom now has more of a menu than what we used to. Uh, and what, what I want you to do is begin thinking of what you would like to eat at the end of the service just real quickly, quickly, we want you to raise your hand so that we can have enough food. Because here's the, the key, is that we don't sell out so that the next day on Monday, we don't have anything for the community. So we're looking forward to feeding our church, but also at the same thing, we want to kind of know uh, a head count of who would like to go. You have a panini, I think I'm saying that right, a sandwich, which is one of my top five because there's five big ones that we're offering today. The second one is uh, the most uh, desired sandwich, apparently, the chef told us, and all the uh, subways and Jersey Mike's and all that, and that is the avocado turkey bacon yeah, sandwich. And the third one is a grilled cheese sandwich. And let me tell you, with that dill cheese, oh my those are going to be $10, and then it'll drop down in price to around 7 I believe it is, for a Caprice salad, and then the house salad also, so those five. So begin just thinking about it for about 10 seconds, and then forget about it during the message. <laughs> and then at the end, we'll just have you raise your hand which one that you would like so that we can kind of have everything ready for everybody when they come. And then next week, we'll have you fill out a real quick menu before I speak. Turn that in, and everybody that's going to go down there and eat, it's going to be a great time. I will show a video next week of about three minutes of us as a church on that grand opening Sunday when we were down there. Do you remember the song, I'm Trading My Soul? And I'm over in the corner videoing it. 
You can't see me, but I'm... <laughs> it was a long time from the time that we decided to the time that we're standing there worshiping God inside of it. So again, a very special day, not just for me, but for you as owners of Axiom Coffee, that we decided not to just talk about getting out of the four walls of the church, but actually doing that and going into the marketplace. Every missionary, listen, every missionary that we support has to be people that give hope to the people that God has called them to. The first Sunday, if you were here, Alex and Nettie, they are missionaries to Cambodia. They sit right over here. Alex, would you just raise your hand? I, I was, let's give him a hand. And let me tell you, Alex and Nettie, every time that I talk to him about Cambodia, his eyes light up like a light bulb. I mean, they're like, wow. So they're looking forward to going back and, again, plugging into Cambodia for a season. And they, they were here. And I remember, even though I was out of town that week, I, I began to listen and, and just, man, the hope. Last week, I spoke on Alive at Last in the ministry that our church supports in the anti-sex trafficking ministry that she's a part of. And, and what's so dynamic is to see those ladies that are coming out of that with eyes of hope that they have a future. This week, I am so proud because about three years ago, our church was almost finished with Axiom Coffee and we had to buy a coffee. We had to decide what we're going to do. And God just put in the pathway of our church a ministry. It was one of those God things that there's no way this could have happened without God. What happened is we're looking for a coffee. We're going to buy a coffee roaster. The, uh, the guy that sells the coffee roasters are in Oklahoma City. And I say, you know, I'd love for our church one day to maybe buy some property in a, in a third world country that needs help. And we could, we could do this, medical missions and different things like that. And he goes, hey, 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 hey. And I'm kind of like, slow down. I know somebody that does that. And I said, Really? And he said, yeah, they, I'll, I'll send you their information. And so I called them. And at that time, the executive director's name was Mike Ferguson. Mike was in Austin, Texas, visiting his family. So I called him and he said, yeah, let's meet in Austin. So I drove down to Austin and a relationship began that is going strong to this day. Our church has bought over 5,000 pounds of coffee. Our church has gone on a mission trip to Honduras, and, and I, I, I could tell you all that, but, but we have the top guy. Now the executive director is a friend of mine, Abel Pena, and his, his wife Laura are here this morning, and I've asked him to come share, and we as a church have partnered with World Gospel Outreach, which is short for WGO. Let, let, me, let me just ask before he comes. If you were able to go on that mission trip, I know that there's some people that aren't here this morning, but it, would you just stand? I know that Brianna, May and Brooke, Gwen is in the nursery. I know that Heath is not here. He's not feeling good this morning. There, there's about, there was about 12, is that right? 10 to 12? And let me tell you, it is an amazing ministry. So this morning, would you give a hand? For my friend Abel as he comes and misters. Well, it's an honor to be with you this morning. And I've got to know Pastor John uh, over the past year. And we, we have connected. And I just know that there is a, a God, you know, appointment to everything that he's doing. And so before we get started, I'm just going to pray for the word and pray for everything I have to share today. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the word today. God, I thank you, Lord, for everything that has to be said and done. God, it's you speaking, Father. It's not speaking. It's not me speaking, Lord. We just give you, uh, you, you all the glory and praise, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, that your word is living and active, sharper than any treasured sword. And I pray, Lord, that your word would just go deep in the hearts of everyone here this morning. And we just rejoice with you of your goodness. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Again, I just want to say it's an honor to be here at a chapel here, church. I know the Lord is doing some amazing things. It's always good to be part um, of a congregation that you see that there is hope and there is life and God is doing something. And so I do want to say thank you to Pastor John and Gwen Miller for just inviting me to come and share this morning. Um, you know, I, I just have a heart, heart for missions. Uh, it has been part of my life for over 24 years. Yes, I, I am older than that. Um, I turned 41 this year. So, um, you know, I just, I just have a heart to see the lives of people be served in the most poor countries around the world. Um, and I believe us as Americans, how can we give back? Uh, you know, as a church in North America, how can we give back to the church and the people down there? I do have a quick video that I want to share with you about World Gospel Outreach. We have been uh, in operation for over 37 years, giving God all the glory and praise for that. I've really made an impact in Honduras and Belize. And I just want you to see a little bit more about the ministry and what we're doing here. So good to be with you and share with you a little bit more. I do have... Um, a message you to share with you this morning, and I'm, I'm going to compile it with both uh, what we're doing uh, in Honduras um, and Belize, but I also feel the Lord wants to give you a word, a word this morning. So um, by, by nature, uh, I am a pastor, and so when I get the mic, I love to preach. So, he, you know, Pastor John asked me, do you want to come share? I go, yes, I'm going to share, but I'm going to teach also. And so uh, today I'm going to talk to you about being compelled. What has God called you to be compelled about and to do? I believe God specifically puts you in places for a specific reason. I believe God calls you for a certain time, a region, a place for a certain region to serve at this church. The Lord has called you to do something for, for his kingdom. And today I want you to ask God this question. Why did he place you in a specific area, either at your workplace in your neighborhood, or certain friendships in your life? Why did he place you in these specific areas? I believe it's because there's purpose that needs to be fulfilled. God has a purpose and a plan to why he planted you in that area for a reason. We are called to take the good news of the gospel to the ends of the earth. That includes Keller, Texas, Fort Worth, and around the world. That includes your neighborhood, and that includes your street you live on. The Lord wants you to take Christ wherever you go. We carry that seed. We carry his presence, and that's just the beautiful way how the Lord works in us. We get saved. Our lives are changed, and then the Lord uses us to bring other people to Christ. I'm going to give you three keys this morning on how the Lord can compel you and why we are compelled to share the gospel and to, be, to make an impact in our neighborhood, in our world, and wherever we go. Number one, the character of Christ is having compassion for people. We must have compassion. And I love this beautiful scripture in Matthew that we've all read throughout our whole life, Matthew 9, 35 through 38, it says, then Jesus went out all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. But then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Key scripture in, the, in that, in that um, context, he was preaching the gospel, healing every sickness, every disease. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Think about that. Jesus was moved with compassion. I don't know about you, but when I see someone sick, or when I see someone in need, I am moved to do something. Because we carry Christ's character in us. That character is compassion to help people. Amen? You know, when I share a story, I, I'm a, I'm a, tour, a story teller. 
and I, I'm going to tell you about my life a little bit. Um, I've been going around the world preaching, sharing the gospel. I've been to over 80 countries in my lifetime. Um, I loved to see people be helped. I love uh, for people to get saved. Um, I, I just, just, there is something going overseas and sharing the gospel. I'm going to tell you about a story. In 2007, I took a college, a group of college students to South Africa. And if you know a little bit about South Africa, at that time, every 10 seconds, uh, over uh, 13 people would die of AIDS at that time. And it was just this, this huge thing happening over there at the time. And so the area that we went to was a, a very poor area, uh, about over 5,000 people into this camp. Um, and uh, it's a township, but you could not uh, be there after 4 p.m. After 4 p.m., there's a possibility, you, you know, you could get shot or something could happen. So what we would do is we would go house to house and, and we would say shack to shack. And we would just knock on the door and just, hey, hi, how you doing? Uh, do you need prayer this morning or do you need prayer today? And we just saw just just the power of God and lives be changed in doing that. Um, and I remember it was getting close to 4 p.m. My wife and I and uh, four other people were actually leaving out of, out of the campsite. Again, uh, these are poor people. And a lady screamed from her shack in her language, in her Zulu language, and she says, come pray, pray for me. And I remember, I remember that call, and I remember it so like it's in my mind. And we go to her shack. She's a, a skinny woman, no hair. And she says, I'm dying. Can you pray for me? We have our, our Zulu translator next to us. He's, he's translating. And she says, I have pain in my chest. And she goes, can you pray for me? And I was like, absolutely, we will pray for you. But then she makes this statement. And, it, and it, until this day, it's, it's in my mind and in my heart. She says, I don't know if the Lord loves me. And she goes, I'm a prostitute. Can the Lord really love me? And we all looked at her as a group and we said, yes, the Lord loves you. And so what we did was we began to lead her, uh, you know, to Christ. And we tried to share God's love with her. And then we're saying, you know what? We're going to pray with you. And we're going to pray that God would do something new in, in your life. And that this pain that's on you, we're going to pray that the Lord heal you. Well, we, you know, we laid hands on this lady. Believe it in faith. That's what we did. And in that moment, the lady jumps out. She raises her hands and she goes, I feel something in, in my chest. And she goes, the pain is gone. The pain is gone. Until this day, I will never, never forget this. And in that moment, there was compassion. In that moment, we saw the need of, of this person right in front of us, a lady that needed God in her life in that moment. The character of Christ is having compassion for people. I ask people, open your heart. There are people all around you. You know, and, and I say this too, when I'm on a plane, <laughs> when I'm sitting next to someone that I don't know, I always think, what is this person going through? You know, you come to church and the person next to you, what is this person going through? The character of Christ is having compassion for people. And a, and a good reminder, Jesus was moved with compassion for them. He saw the sick, he saw the need, and he was moved to go and help. Amen? How do we reach people? Having compassion for them. Who do you have a compassion for? Is my question for you this morning. Is it, is it single moms? Is it special needs of people? Homeless people? People that are sick? Who do you have compassion for is my question for you this morning. I want you to leave pondering that question for yourself because I believe God wants to stir something in you to help people. You know, and, and sometimes people think about going on missions. It's this big thing. I go, man, I go, man, missions is your backyard. It's the people around you. It's your loved ones. My compassion is to go to the ends of the earth, sharing Christ's love, and equipping the local people to train their people with the gospel. That's what I love to do. Train and equip, train and equip. 
let's 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 get people moving, get them moving out of their out of their comfort zone, out of their four walls, and let's go and do something. And let's reach people for Christ. I'm going to share you a story about our program for World Gospel Outreach. You know, when the pandemic happened, and I believe this happened to all nonprofits, churches across the world, it's like, what do we do during the pandemic? You know, the pandemic happened, and it's like, do we freeze up and be like, God, do we stop everything that we do, or do we continue to help, help people? You know, when it happened, I actually got hired in my job uh, March 1st of 2020. March 1st was, was my first day. I was, I was in, uh, in Belize at the time, and we were doing outreach there. And it just, everything changed. Every, you know, I was there, and, they, and, and, the, and the board of directors said, Abel, we need you to come back home. You know, you're just going to come back home, and we'll see how this pans out. Well, as we all know, how, how this whole thing has panned out. But in the moment, we took about a couple of months to ask God, what do we need to do? Because there are still needs in these countries. In spite of the pandemic, we still need to reach people. We still need to help people. There are people out there that are, that are hungry. There are people that, that need food. There are people that need water. There are people that need something. And so we began to pray, and we created this program called Care Pray Program. And I'm very excited. Since September of 2020 until now, we have reached over 80,000 people. I mean, it, it is, I mean, our numbers are pretty, are pretty huge. And I give all the glory and praise to the Father for this. But in, since September of 2020, over close to 2,000 people have gotten saved. And, and these are old numbers. I, I, know, I know that we have surpassed that. People coming back to Christ, over 1,600. We have given food to over 30,000 people. We have given medical relief, people who are um, needing medications, um, over 49,000 people or more have, have gotten this. You know, and I tell people, in the pandemic, we could have froze up and we could have said, no, we're not going to do this because of everything that's there. And I, and I believe there's wisdom too. But in the, in, but in the moment, the Lord was, was, was telling us, go do something. You have compassion for these people. Go do something. And so we have a, a little quick video I want to share with you about CarePay and just the impact that it's made um, in Honduras. You'll see this really quick. So super excited I share that with you because this was birthed out of a need. It was a need to help people. And, you know, I get excited about that because we have a great team of people on the ground and the whole goal with our care pay program is to empower the local people to reach their own people. You know, um, our, our old model was to bring down North American doctors, teams, churches, and bring them down to help, help people. Well, North American doctors cannot go down at this moment. Nurses cannot go down this moment. The governments are not allowing people to come and serve that way. We're, we're just like, okay, great. So how do, we, how do we fix this? So what we do is we hire on local Honduran doctors, and, and we go house to house, and we ask, do you need, you know, some type of, like, medical need? Are you sick? Are you need something? Then we have a mobile pharmacy truck that, that goes with us. We have a, a pharmacist in the truck, and we have our doctors, and then we have a local church partnership, local church that comes right behind us. So as the doctor is giving medication and they end it, the church comes right behind and ask, do you need Christ? And hearts are being saved right in, in that moment. So, so we, we know you have to be strategic during the, these times. And the, and the church does not need to close up. The church needs to open up and to continue to help people. Amen? So, man, I get excited. Number two, make yourself available. As you're compelled to help people, make yourself available. Luke 4.4, 4, it says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I always compel that in my mind is what is that catch? If you've if you ever gone fishing, you want to get a catch. And I believe that catch is people getting saved. Let down those nets. 
When the Lord calls you to do something, you must act quickly and respond and not wait. I believe that when there's something, when the Lord speaks to you, it's not for you to sit on. It's for you to move. You know, and I, and I think about Honduras. We had to move. We had to move in Honduras and Belize to reach people. And I sometimes ponder and think, what if we did not move? Th- those numbers that I gave you of the 80,000 people reached and the closer to the 2,000 people getting saved, that would not have happened if we did not move, if we did not act quickly and obeyed the voice of God to go and help people. When the Lord calls you to do something, you must act quickly and respond and not wait. You know, I think about my mother. I I love my mother. Um, She prayed for my father for over 25 years to get saved. And 10 years prior to his death, my father got saved. His life was completely changed. And I, and I love praying mothers. Man, praying moms are like the best. And when I find a praying mom, I'm like, can I get your number? Because I know I can text you. I was, pray, I was calling all my prayer. I was texting all my praying moms last night. I'm going, I'm preaching tomorrow. You need to pray. But my mom has a way, and, and she's such a, a lovely person. If you get to know her, she's a little feisty person. But she has a way, and she's able when the Lord tells me to go pray for something, you know, pray for someone, I don't wait. I go and do it. And I've watched her do this. And she goes, it's not this thing where, where she's knocking on doors uh, like in her neighborhood. It's with family members. And I've seen her, and I go, she's cornering cousin so-and-so right now. And, she's, and she is, people are getting saved. And my mom tells me, Abel, you know who got saved today? And I go, No. And she's like, you know, your cousin, whatever. And I go, no way. You know, so my thing is, when the Lord calls you to do something, you must act quickly. Respond, not wait. Because there, are some, there is somebody waiting to receive the touch from the Lord, to get saved, their life to be completely changed. Each one of you has had a moment in your lifetime when you know the Lord became real in your life. But it took someone a pastor, a friend, to come and give you or share with you God's love. And that person is you. God is calling you to be that person. The minute you cast out your net, people will will get saved. The minute you hold back your net, people do not get saved. I I go back to scripture, Luke 4.4, when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out to the deep and let your nets for a catch. Let them down for a catch. You know, man, I, I get excited because in the moment of where, of where we are um, as, as a ministry and the momentum that's taking place, you know, I, I, I share people those stats that, you know, they think we have a, a big core, you know, core group doing this. We have about eight to 12 people that are, that are working with our local churches in, in Honduras and Belize and all it is, is partnership. It's all it is. It's partnering with people that have like-minded, like hearts that say, you know what? I want to help. You know, and I remember my wife and I were in Honduras on the second uh, outreach that we did during the pandemic. Uh, when it was heightened at a time when everyone was, was really just, you know, moved and didn't want to leave their house. And... I remember, we, you know, we went to the community where we were actually doing outreach. And the pastor told me uh, that over, probably over 75% of this community had, had gotten COVID. And he says, Abel, they have no food. They have no water. Um, and they, they're, they're in need. And I remember when, when our trucks came out and we began to knock on those doors the people could not believe. They thought we were actually government workers. And they said, you are the church? You are giving us food? And it was the most compelling thing in, in my life in that moment of where what we think is North Americans, rice and beans, man, can go a long way. And so, you know, man, I, I just, I just want to encourage you this morning as the Lord's stirring your heart, as the Lord's doing something in you this morning, 
Let him compel you to help people. Let him compel you to reach people. You know, what I did personally when I didn't uh, have, there was a time where I was working here in the Dallas-Fort area and I wasn't as traveling as much. There's a homeless ministry in Dallas who I would partner with because I tell my wife, I need to go help people. I need, I need to do something. And so um, I began to help a, a ministry out in downtown Dallas where, where there was homeless people. And we would go feed them. And we would go give them blankets, you know, during the wintertime. That was my way of saying, God, I, I'm going to continue to do something. And so I encourage you, find something here at the church, a food pantry, a food bank, whatever it is. Get involved with the, what God is doing within the church so that the Lord can use you to reach more people. Number three, sharing the gospel is a lifestyle. It must be a part of who you are. And I tell this, to, you know, to me, it's mind-boggling. We are the church. We get saved. Our, our, our goal in mind should be, Father, I'm going to give salvation to other people. Just as, as, as you go to work, as you eat your food, as you do certain things, the gospel should be part of our lifestyle. And, and, I, and I think this too is plant a seed of a smile, a kind word, a prayer for a friend who is ill. Plant a seed because maybe not everyone is ready to, to receive in that moment. But I'm always, when I'm in a conversation, I always think about this and I always kind of have a way of knowing where this person stands. And if I know they're not ready to hear Jesus Christ in that moment, well, can I pray for you? And I have a way of, of finding a way into their heart, into their, to that door to open, to sh show them Christ's love. And I believe it's more of the example of who we are because actions speak louder than words. We we, if our actions are love and Christ to people, people are going to go look at you and say, man, I know that person. He's praised for so many people. He, he's loving on people. She's loving on people. She's just a, man, she has that, that smile. That smile is just like, wow, every time I see her, she is so happy. And I, I, I go back to a story when, when I was uh, in Cairo, Egypt, 19, 1998, long time ago. And we were doing, uh, we were doing Muslim ministry on a boat on the Nile River. Super cool. And, but, but let me tell you this, our goal with our missionaries in Cairo is, they said, it's all about friendships, building that bridge. And so I, I remember we're, we're on, this, on this boat in Cairo, Egypt, on the Nile, and they have like these party boats. And we, and we, we were on those party boats. And what we did is, is we befriended a lot of those people in there. Over a week, all we did was, for seven days, we, we, we befriended and we shared Christ's love. That's all we did. And I say Christ's love through action, not verbal. If it's verbal, then our, our finger could have been cut off. So um, at the end of the seven days, the guys looked at us and they said, there's something different about you. We feel this love from you. And they asked us, what is it? That was their question. What is this love? <laughs> I think all of us were so baffled in that moment. We're like, it die. It's Christ's love. So what we did was the next morning, they did invite us to, um, to a tea shop to drink some, some really good tea. And it was just like a, like a, like a scene in a movie. Group, a group of young men right in front of us, and there was a group of us. And they wanted to know where this love came from. It was from them, not us. So in my boldness, I'm looking around. I'm waiting for someone to share something. I'm waiting for my team to say, who's going to share this love? Who's going who's gonna to say something? And in that moment, I opened, I began to share with them what Christ's love was. I believe it was over, over, over 10 Muslim young people. And we asked him, do you want to receive Christ's love right now? In a tea shop, in that moment, 
they all got saved. And so I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like it is our actions, it is our friendship, it's our smile. That goes a long, long way. When you're trying to, um, and, and here's the thing, and I know there are moments where we must preach the gospel. There, there are moments where, where the Lord just tells you, share the word now. Share the word and, and preach it. And I've not done that before, and people have gotten saved. I just say, be strategic in the, how the Lord is moving your heart to reach people. Amen? Luke 5.10, and Jesus said to Simon Peter, do not be afraid. From not on you will catch men. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to share Christ's love with people. I encourage you. You know why? Because I was the church member that was afraid. I was shy, shy and timid. But until the Lord put boldness in me to, to share, I began to tell people. But I did it in my way. And you each have a way to show Christ's love. I truly believe that. God has a way of doing those things. We are called to be laborers working for his kingdom. We're called to be laborers. It says in Matthew 9, 37, 38, we just read about it. The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into, into the harvest. We are laborers to share the gospel, to share Christ's love, to make an impact. Make an impact in our family, in our community in our school, whatever it is, in your job, in your workplace, the Lord has called us to be laborers to do something for his kingdom. You know, my prayer is that God is going to give you boldness and people are going to follow you. People are going to, to want to know more about this love, more about who Christ is. And, I, and, you know, and something about this too, guys, you know, Acts 16.31, it says, if I'm saved, then my household is saved. And I'm a true believer in household salvation. And, you know, and when I came in today, I really felt that there was some, some family members that have not come to Christ yet. I, and here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you've been praying for this person for a long time. You've been praying and praying and praying and asking God, Father, I want this person to come to Christ. And so I want to agree with you this morning. I'm going to agree with you. If that is someone that you've been praying for, uh, a brother, sister, mom and dad, a cousin. I don't know who, who it could be, but I really believe that we're in a season, a time in the world right now. People need to come to the Lord because you never know the hour of when the Lord, when it's your timing. I'm just, I mean, I see it on Facebook all the time. It's like, I go, Lord, did you know who passed away this week? I, I see so many people pass away on Facebook. And I don't know now because it's like, it's, it's just like social media. But, I, but my heart is burdened. People are passing away. Well, people need to get saved before they, get, you know, before they go with the Lord. People need to come to the Lord and, and, and know him. And so today, you know, I, I'm going to end in prayer, Pastor John, uh, you know, and in closing. But, you know, two things that I want to pray for this morning. And I'm, I'm not going to call you out or for whatever. We're just going to pray here. But... If you have a burden for a family member to get saved, I want you to know, I want to pray with you this morning. If we, if we can have every head bowed and every eye closed as, as we're ending here this morning. If that is you, if you say, Abel, I have a family member. I have someone that not, needs to know the Lord. Just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all these hands. Thank you, Jesus. And a second prayer point today, you said, Abel, I want to go on missions. I want to serve as a missionary or have a burden for my city, have a burden for a family member. I want to go and serve God's kingdom. If you said, Abel, I have a, a, like a missionary heart, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Thank you, Lord, for all those hands raised. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for every hand that's been raised this morning. God, we pray for household salvation. God, I pray for, for people that have been crying out to you and saying, Father, touch this loved one, Father. We call them forth right now. God, we, we call forth their name right now. Whoever, whatever their name is, Lord, we call them out and we say they are saved in Jesus' name. Lord, open a door, send someone. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just do something so unique for this 
person, family member to get saved, Lord. We call them forth, mom, dad, brother, sister, God, cousin, whoever they could be, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that laborers are coming across their path to share the gospel of salvation to them in Jesus' name. Father, for another prayer point this morning, Lord, for the people that raise their hands, I want to go on missions. I have a heart as a missionary. I have a burden for people. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would use this church to be a sending church. I, I pray that this would be a place where people will go and share the gospel around the world. But Father, for someone that said, you know what? I have wanted to do missions all my life. Lord, I pray that you open a door. Open a door for them, Lord. Use them, Father. Use them in their community. Use them in their workplace, Father. But I pray, Lord, that you have given them an opportunity to go serve overseas and make an impact. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. In your name we pray. Amen. I do want to share something really quick with you uh, as I'm closing, Pastor John. We are in need of, uh, of actually teachers to come serve um, at our ranch. Um, we need teachers to come serve. We have uh, a kindergarten through sixth grade school uh, and all the way into junior high. And because of the pandemic, uh, teachers are hard to get right now. So if you know someone or so-and-so or know someone, we have a, a full full uh, school system there with our principal and teachers. We have no, one North American teacher right now. And we used to have eight North American teachers. And so uh, if that is something that is bubbling up your heart, please talk to Pastor John and he can talk to me. Or if you know someone that can come and serve for a year or two years um, you know, as a teacher, we, we, need, we need teachers. Also caregivers. Um, we have our children, over, over 34 children at the ranch right now. Um, again, uh, the pandemic has made it very, very unique for us. And we are in need of caregivers to come serve and take care of these, of these children. Um, also, we need to give respite time for our missionaries who are serving. We have over 16 missionaries that are serving full time and they're tired. And so if you, if you want to come and serve, give them a week off or two weeks off or a month off or three or two to, two to three months, you're welcome to come, okay? Uh, we, we have opened uh, for our teams to come back and to come serve. It's a little, a little bit different now, uh, but we just want to know if the Lord's calling and wants you to come and make an impact in these countries, you're welcome to come and serve. Thank you, uh, Pastor John. Uh, thank you, Lord, you know, for this wonderful congregation, for just sharing my heart with you today. God bless each one of you. Let me tell you, I give my full endorsement as the pastor of the chapel to WGO. Uh, I'm a believer, and sometimes I, I got this problem. I kind of got to see it before I believe it. You know, I work on my faith on a lot of things. But this is something that you just, I'm telling you, I was there and I saw the lives that are changed. Uh, if you would like to be a part of that, I know that some of you have a heart strong right now for missions. Not only can we give, and we're going to give you an opportunity, of course, to give in the offering on your way out. Uh, Gwen and I have already prepared our offering. But let, let me tell you, I know that there's people, I, I just want to quickly uh and tell you, I, I was in North Richland Hills in the Hearst area, and I, I drove by a little coffee shop, uh, and and I went into that because you know what I mean. Sometimes you just gotta have a cup of coffee now. So I, I go in, and and there's Christian music playing, which is kind of a you know difference in this uh, time, and and so this young lady behind the counter is is uh, there, and she's got a smile on her face, and um, I, I mentioned it, who, who did the art on the wall, she said, well, I did, and it was uh, good, and so I started talking with her, and I said, uh, after a few uh, just words that I realized that she might be a believer, I said, uh, so are you a believer in Jesus Christ, and she said, yes, I am. I said, well, you know, uh, I didn't tell her I was a pastor. And so I said, did, 
tell me about you. She said, well, I, I love Honduras, and I went on a missions trip, and I, I did. I, I don't know this young lady. You know, the older I get, they all look like they're about 12. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, okay, okay. And so I, I began to talk to her, and, and before long, she said, yeah, I just, I, I'm going to go back, and, and I'm going to serve, because I've already been there, and, and I just love Honduras. And I said, well, I've been to Honduras. Now, a lot of people, when they hear that, think about on a cruise ship on the island, you know, out there. And No, I've been in Honduras. And she said, where did you go? And I said, Tegucigalpa. And boy, let me tell you, that's where the, the buttons started popping. I've been to Honduras. I said, do you go to church? She goes, to City View. Now it's on. Because City View is pastored by my friend that went to college with me. Tim Woody, he spoke here several times. We supported his church. And so she goes, yeah, I've been, I I go to City View. I said, what about that pastor? Is he kind (laughs) of, now I've got her attention. Yes, he's a great pastor. I said, he was my roommate. We started laughing. I told her the story about Honduras. And then I told her about Abel going to be here. And she said, I'm going to go. So I said, I, I think that Tim Woody, your pastor, will be okay with that. So I want to introduce you to Christy Beers. Would you stand, Christy? Let's give her a hand. <laughs> so occasionally when I go through that area, I stop in to have a cup of coffee and talk to Christy. And we're, as a church, going to do something to help her, she's going to go back at the end of the year and first of the year. I, I believe that is all that Abel shared with us, that it's got to be a part of our lifestyle. It's not like something that said, that we say, yeah, well, I did that in the past. No, no, we're doing it now. Some of you were compelled just when you heard that message. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to be a part of it. Give, because all of us are rich. What is that? I'm going to preach on that first of the year, so get ready. Some of us draw back, you know, I don't know if I'm rich, because we always know somebody more wealthier than we are. But come on now. Most of us have little houses for our cars, called garages. So we can give. Here's the good thing, is for us, we know that next month there's going to be more coming in. And we're giving to ministry that's helping people some of them don't even know where their next meal is going to come from. Honduras and also Cambodia. And so we want to be doers. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of just going to church and not doing it. We're, we're doing it. And we've done it as a part of this church for years, and we're going to continue to do that. Let's pray. Father, today for the offering, God, we're, we're giving our best to you. God, we we don't want to tip, we want to tithe, and then we want to give extra. We want to give offerings. And Father, we know that as we invest in ministries like this and missions, that Father, that we're partnering with powerful ministries that are taking your word to other parts of the world. Not just in our neighborhood. God, we're responsible to doing that and getting out. But God, this is these are places that other people are helping. As we work as a team, God, we see your word goes forth, and that's what we desire. In your name we pray. Amen. In about, in about two minutes, I'm going to dismiss you, and on the way out, don't forget, put the uh, offering in the offering plate, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that the WGO gets that amount of money, and we'll be able to support them, get updates on what is happening all through the year. Now, the next about... 30 seconds, it's going to help for next week with Axiom in our mill. We have some counters, and listen, the counters are just going to count fingers and hands that are up. I guess hands, not fingers, but hands. of The, the sandwiches that you would like to go, and if you're, still on the, if you're still on the fence and thinking, I don't know between the grilled cheese and the turkey bacon avocado, just, just raise your hand both times and we'll get you both of them. All right, next Sunday morning, we're going to hand out a little menu, and you'll check which one that you would like, 
so that we can have these sandwiches and these salads ready for you and it's smooth and you're not going down there waiting an hour for your food. So, so real quick, there's five different uh, meals. Now you say, Pastor, how much is it? Again, you're going to give as an offering to Axiom Coffee, which is giving an offering to yourself. Can I just say this? Every time that we do something at the church, we cut it back to the but We ought to be giving more. Gwen and I cannot go out to eat for under $40. I'm telling you, that's not at a steakhouse. That's at a little cafe, but I'm going to make sure that that waitress is blessed. I got about four people that amen me on that. <laughs> if you're still taking out your coin purse at the end of the meal, trying to figure out how much you're going to give, you better rethink that, okay? You have been blessed in order to be... All right, so be generous this morning. All right, the, the people that would like this next Sunday, real quickly... Keep this professional as possible. A turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich. Raise your hand real quick, hot, loud. They're, they're counting it. Keep it up. Got it, gentlemen? All right. The next one is a panini sandwich. Brooke, what's it in the panini? Barbecue pork sandwich. Oh, my goodness. I've had that one many times. Raise your hand big, quick. Ooh, let me tell you. Your, your leg will start shaking like that when you eat that one right there. Did, did you guys catch mine? All right. All right. The, the third one is the grilled cheese. Oh, that one's good, too. I'm indecisive. Get, get, put me down for that one too. It's got dill. Oh, mama, mama, mama. All right. Then we get into all of you health food conscious people. How many people would like a Caprice salad? It has the mozzarella balls in it and all that good stuff. Raise your hand. Keep your hands up if you'd like that. And then you that are uh, pious, the house salad. Let's see your hand on the house salad. All right. All right. Yeah. Pastor, all I need is a little bread and water. Someone said, who says that? Oh. All right. We're going to be dismissed and then the offering on the way out. But again, I, I want to spend just five seconds saying thank you so much for those people that have helped out around the church that are continually there and helping and putting things together and replacing things. And let me, let me tell you this. We have a group of people that love people. Have you ever noticed that hurting people hurt people? Or let me say this, not hurting hurt people that refuse to get well. Let me tell you, love people, have compassion for people, and watch how the change that will be in their life. It's called a transformation. Go figure. I think that's somewhere in the Bible. Amen? All right, stand with me. I'm about ready to release you on the world, you missionaries. Are you ready? You're dismissed. Go get them.